All right, so neither of us have anything to start with, apparently. Yeah. And we both just adjusted, and then we just readjusted as soon as we started recording so mm-hmm. that we could get some mic things happening. Yeah, good uh, arm noise. Mm-hmm, it's good. Um, what's going on? Uh, this, this was my first week at my new job. Ooh. Uh, what's the verdict? Did you make a horrible mistake? Are you crawling <laughs> back yet? Okay, so Monday was Memorial Day. So, you know, didn't work then. Then I come Tuesday, and it's basically just here, look around, here's your desk. Um, I have a Mac, which is awesome, but for some reason they couldn't get my email to work, so I have a separate laptop just for my email, (laughs) which means... You work in a computer place (laughs) doing computer things, and you have to have a separate... You realize how dumb that sounds? Yeah. Okay, just making sure, like... It's like a certificate issue or something. If I was was like, oh, that's my computer email, and here's my other... Or my computer... My email computer. Yeah. This is my podcast computer. Mm -hmm. This is my porn computer. Mm Mm-hmm. You would mock me relentlessly. I mean, that's basically what you have, right? No. Uh, so that basically just means that any email that I get that is of any importance whatsoever, uh, I basically just have to forward to my personal email so that I can get it on. What Stop. You're touching. You were touching the thing. Okay. There you go. There you go. Don't touch... The, the things it was uh, anyway yeah i just have to forward any important email to myself you know so i can open <laughs> attachments and something on like, my main computer is this that's is that the permanent solution i i don't think so <laughs> uh, doesn't mean i won't be forgotten <laughs> it's gonna be like you're gonna have that awkward moment where they have definitely pushed you to the side but you're like don't want to be the squeaky wheel because you're the new guy yeah so, what's your time frame on that? Like three weeks, and then you're like, "Well, so yeah, two or three we weeks." How are we sitting on this uh, computer? I'd uh, like to check my email. Uh, uh, so, good. so that was day one. Wednesday, uh, the the lady who like normally does the orientation wasn't there. So then day two was kind of getting orientation and everything, and then Thursday was field day. Yep, it's exactly what that sounds like. <laughs> My four-year-old just had field day. <laughs> so we went out in the parking lot. And Did played. you have a sack race? We had a giant Jenga tournament. <laughs> we played giant Jenga. Okay. Uh, and then had a cookout and stuff. And yeah, I was outside for four and a half hours in a polo and jeans and medical stockings. As everybody else is already paired off into groups because they would know each other and you're just like... I We had like a probably a good two-hour discussion that started with, hey, you know what's awesome, uh, self-driving cars, and ended with, uh, man, like, the government, uh, uh, oh, I remember what the final wor- uh, word in that was, and that was someone telling me, taxes are violence. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. <laughs> Was that was their mic drop? <laughs> that was hey everybody line up for the cookout and the line up line up to get food and uh the, he looked at me and said taxes are violence and then queued up <laughs> for food and I'm just standing there like what what is going taxes on taxes right? are violence yeah I want potato salad yeah <laughs> yep 
There was potato salad. <laughs> I did not partake. That's what is his logic there? Did, I have so many questions. <laughs> that is our new. We need our. That's our third. <laughs> Whoever that person is. Uh yeah, and it's fun. I'm getting. Uh, I have a screen that I'm in charge of, so I'm working on that screen, and it's fun. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Um, my week has been frantically, uh, I'm officially on vacation, so that's exciting. Oh, nice. Uh, so I've been, we've got the boys' joint birthday party tomorrow, uh, which we thought was going to be a good idea. That it's sounds a, like a terrible it's idea. It's the worst idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, we were like, uh, I don't know if I really want to do like the three, $400 Chuck E. Cheese thing twice, you know, and then mm-hmm. it's always kind of a hassle because you're trying to figure out, all right, well, we do it. We paid for 12 kids, but now there's only 11. So who do we want to try to get to come? Do we want to try to get a sibling or whatever? Right. And it's a thing. But now we were like rented out the, a pavilion like at a park. Okay. Right. But now it's like, so we, the, the benefit to that was it could open it up to be like, you can just invite whoever. Yeah. But now, you know how fucking expensive it is to make goodie bags for like 30 kids? It's yeah. ridiculous. And then two separate pinatas. That's $40 just in fucking pinatas. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous and stressful. And then we're going on vacation vacation. Like we're leaving on Sunday. So. Where'd you like, find a yoga hoser's pinata? Yeah. <laughs> I had to make one. I did a life cast of my son. Mm. <laughs> uh, he looks shockingly like a Bratzi. It's awesome. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that's been my week. It's been not great, but it should be good. Looking forward to the vacation. And I always feel like I need a, like time off to recoup from family vacations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, like moments before you got here, my wife sent me a link and it was like this big article on the indiana foster care system uh is like in dire need like there are people that like apparently they're being like all right we're officially your child is no longer in your care but we don't have anywhere to take them so we're leaving them here but you're not the official guardian we are oh wow and we'd already like been i think i've talked about it here like we go back and forth and i was like fuck that sounds like a viable solution Damn it. <laughs> I was hoping we'd just talk about it for 17 more years. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. Yeah. Cool. Like, I don't bitch about my own kids enough. I have to bring in somebody else's kids. <laughs> but I don't know. I guess we can always get rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marianne's mom foster cared for like an infant for a few months recently. And that was weird. There was a whole bunch of rules and everything. She, like, she sent Marianne a photo of her and then was like, don't post it on Facebook. And Marianne was I'm, why would I post not my baby on Facebook? Well, I guess but that makes she, sense, yeah. Yeah. But they had, like, social media policies and things like I get, that. That makes total sense. But at the same time, I suppose it'd kind of be hard not to. Like, oh, kids are playing on the swing. You know, like, you'd feel like, I could get, I could feel like I could find myself violating that. But yeah. I totally understand why you wouldn't want that. Right. But from her perspective, it was weird because she's not just, you know. Yes, here's a, a photo that came child. from 3,000 miles away that has no context to any of anyone, you know, other than her family. Yes. Yeah. Why would she post that? No, she wouldn't. 
But, but the time that you don't say that is when they do. Yeah, I guess. So, yeah. So I've got that to look forward to. Um, dive into Turbo Kid? Sure. Synopsis for Turbo Kid. Uh, it's the post-apocalyptic 1993? Seven. Four? Seven. seven. I was going to say seven first, and I was like, no, it's earlier than that. Damn it's it. the year 1997. It's post-apocalyptic 1997, uh, and a kid... Made in 2015. Yeah. But that's not the synopsis for the movie. No. But it tells you what... Shut up. <laughs> uh... Yeah, it's like a kid in the wasteland and his misadventures. Overall thoughts? Uh, I can see why people like it, but to me it seemed quirky for the sake of being quirky and it turned me off. Okay, I disagree totally. I think that it is just like a giant bowl of nostalgia for something that you aren't nostalgic for like it just took everything from every movie that would have been made in 1987 and 1987 i'm sorry 1997 no because it's 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 like it's made in 87 yeah ballpark or whatever it's made in that year saying it's the future so it just takes all of the nostalgia it creates nostalgia for something that didn't exist yeah it's like demolition man it's like stranger everything's a taco bell yeah no it's not like stranger things okay because Stranger Things, okay, so there's two Netflix shows. There's Stranger Things, and then there's one about the 90s that I don't remember the name of. Um, because I watched two episodes, it was like, fuck this show. And they're both about middle school-aged kids growing up in their respective things. And as someone born in 1984, who has great reverence for both the 80s and the 90s, uh... I loved Stranger Things, and I hated this show, because Stranger Things, the nos- the nostalgia is the backdrop. Like, the the kids aren't like, "Hey, Ghostbusters, check out Ghostbusters, uh, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters." No, the kids are Ghostbusters for Halloween because they, nineteen eighty four is the year Ghostbusters came out, and that's it. Versus the other show where they're just like, "Can't touch this slap bracelets, blah 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 blah," and it's like, you're you took everything that you, it's a, it's a fiction. It, I love Stranger the 90s. Things, Stranger Things. Yeah, Stranger Things invokes that nostalgia, mm-hmm. but it's not the point of the show. Versus this one, like they were like, oh, '90s kids. That's for '80s kids. Let's do one for '90s kids. And it's it's they totally misinterpreted it. So are you saying Turbo Kid does the latter? Yes, I think. Well, no. I think it does. It's definitely to, more heavy-handed. It's definitely more heavy-handed with it. Yeah, I mean, he's like, here's a Rubik's cube, throw it on the ground, whatever. But I don't, I don't think that it's really nostalgic past the first five or ten minutes. I think it just is like, here's our universe, let's go. Okay. And I think there are nods to nostalgia, like the Rubik's cube and stuff. Yeah, sure. But it's just like. Here's our here's our universe. We're just gonna take off. Yeah, I, I agree totally. That's where I was gonna go with that. Is it it gives you a nostalgia high at the very beginning, and then it lives within that. And that's why I would say that I think my analogy to Stranger Things is pretty accurate because it is living within that world of these are the rules that we're playing with. Is 
what would happen in 87 is what we're playing with. Sure, but that wasn't my argument. It's, my argument was it's quirky for the sake of being quirky, and that's why I don't like it. Okay. I Just talked about the nostalgia because you did, but... Okay. It's quirky for the sake of being quirky, and that's what I don't like about it. Okay. Um, I would say there's a few parts, but one part at the end that I really dislike personally. Um, but overall, I think it's so unique... I, that's, that doesn't make any sense because I just said it was nostalgic, which means it brings reminiscence of previous things. But then I said it was unique. Um, but I guess those two things can stand together. Um, so let's start off. How many fucking title cards are on this movie? Well, the first one is uh, a fake one. Number one in Laserdisc. Yeah. Yeah. That was when I kind of realized, oh, it's going to be one of these, which means it's either going to be really good or really bad. And I feel like it. It was more towards the latter for me. Really? I'm shocked and disappointed. Sorry. No, I'm sorry that I failed you. That you, you seen, can't have fun. Have you seen Kung Fury? I started it and couldn't couldn't finish it at all. I like that one. So, whatever. Oh. Yeah, I couldn't finish that one. That one seemed like it was too much for me. Hmm. Like, that seemed like it was just quirky for the sake of being quirky. Maybe you'd really like anime. Because this one so. seemed more anime-like. This, this movie seemed like a live-action Canadian anime. He even draws her like an anime girl at one point. Yeah, he does do that. I, this is You You might like anime. I it turns don't out, like anime, no. It turns out you might like anime. I don't think so. Uh, so, they talk about the post-apocalyptic alert. Mm-hmm. And then you yep, get the drop. Talk about that thing. Uh, the year is 1997. In the far-flung future of 1997. Yes. Uh, and then you've got an awesome uh, title card for the actual movie. As he's doing sick jumps on his BMX bike. <laughs> They're horrible. But everything is filmed as if it is like the most badass thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly the way as a kid you felt. Like you're like, check out this air I got. You're not getting any You're four air. inches off the ground. You're four inches off the ground. You're absolutely right. It's um, a Canada-New Zealand co-production. Yes. Not like... Well, they just hey, jumped across the Canada. border. Thanks, New Zealand. <laughs> it's a like, not like made with a New Zealand grant or made with a Canadian grant or both. It was a co-production between the, the countries. Well, yeah. They're right beside each other. They just hop over the border and... I'm just saying the fact that it was like, even if it was United States Canada co-production, yeah, that's weird to me. Like mm-hmm. just the fact that it's a co-production. There were two countries and in governments involved in this movie. Well, there are <laughs> many countries governments involved in most movies. Yeah, but you just get a, you know, like a made in Georgia logo at the bottom, yeah. or like, thanks, this film was made with the grant from Australia or whatever. Is there a lot of Georgian movies? Oh yeah. Really. Georgia gives so many text like The Walking Dead is all filmed in Georgia. No, you just said country. You said you said country and then you said Georgia. Yes. And I thought you were talking about the African country of Georgia. And then you said, Yeah, there's tons of movies made in Georgia. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on in Georgia that I don't know about all these African Georgia movies? I meant the state of Georgia. Okay, that makes sense, but you would because even then I was 
I, I said so it right here, after United States Canadian co-production. But no, and then I said, you said yes. there's all I of see these. How it could be confusing. But hold on a second. And then you said Georgia, and I was like, is he talking about the country or the state? And then you listed another country. So then, because you said Australia, mm-hmm. if you had said Georgia and then Tennessee, I was like, he was talking about the state. But then you said Georgia and Australia because that's where you <laughs> see people give tax breaks. It's, if it's United States, it's Georgia. Or it's New Zealand or Australia okay. for their tax breaks. Again, or Georgia, uh, Czechoslovakia. That's it. That's I think a, they do less now. If I make a list and say Australia, New Zealand, Canada, Georgia, the implication is that you are talking about the country. Context is everything. <laughs> Made in Georgia logo. You, you've seen that everywhere. You, I'm. When you you're gonna have so much egg on your face when you re-listen to what you just said. <laughs> It's true. But you were in charge of the notes, so you can just be like, Russ battles Justin incoherently for making lists. Yep. Mm. The one time I wasn't in charge of the notes, it said, Russ put link here for like <laughs> three weeks. So, uh, there, did you put another YouTube link in the top for something? Because that's what I put. If you did, I replaced it with the link to the video. Oh. Yeah, you shouldn't have done that. Well... So that's what I did do it. So now they both have the same link. Well, that's not, that's, yeah, that's not. Mm. How was I, don't growl at me. How was I supposed to know that? Read it where it says. I saw a, you. so I went through the list and I thought you would acknowledge the fact that we put the video in and there was a YouTube link. I never there. put our links in, in the description itself. That was a special shout out. Hey, go watch this clip. Oh, well that clip now is our music video and it's on there twice. Great. <laughs> And then there was a big thing that said, you know, Ushia video, Russ put link here. Why would I do that? I had already put it in. Why would I keep reading? I already put the link in. Um, now I got to go back and change that. So we, uh, so, uh, we meet our, our hero, Turbo Kid, who's not quite Turbo Kid yet. Uh, By the way, Georgia isn't in Africa. That's what I thought. I was looking it up just to make sure, but Georgia is not in Africa. Where's Georgia? Eastern Europe. Is it the African side of Europe? <laughs> Okay, it's literally in the Caucasus region of Eurasia, <laughs> is what it says. The Caucasus couldn't get less African. <laughs> uh, at least I knew it was a country. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, so uh, he has just went out scavenging, uh, mm-hmm. and he brought back stuff. Uh, that he's found it's just random shit but he has like a giant wad of used gum that he finds mm-hmm. and just not mouths on it mm-hmm. that made me want to vomit <laughs> uh not used gum but sometimes i'll like go to flea markets and stuff and buy like old baseball cards mm-hmm. and then they come with like it's like from 1985 yeah and then there's a stick of gum in there that's the best gum it's still the best gum there's a. Uh, it's still really good. There's a horror. They, they do conventions and they now they do like this mystery box thing. But the company's called Don't Eat the Gum because they they started off by doing all the trading cards, like the old Gremlins trading cards and Predator mm-hmm. trading cards. And yeah. their company's called Don't Eat the Gum. Nice. But you eat the gum. Yeah, because the gum is good. Sometimes it's not good, but a lot of times it's really good. I can't imagine that that's advisable to be eating that. I mean, you don't consume it. <laughs> You just put it in your mouth and, you know, right by your gums so they suck in all the good bacteria. <laughs> it's like penicillin. Right in your yeah. bloodstream. I like it. 
Um, so he, where does he go from here? How, how do we? How are we introduced to this world? Uh, well, you know, someone stops pedaling a bicycle and all the power goes out. Mm-hmm. So that's when you realize, oh, there's like, and everyone's riding bikes. So there's like no gasoline or something. Yeah, there's no gasoline. Everybody's riding bikes. Uh, we're introduced to uh, like this trading center almost and we get uh, our guy that uh, is basically indiana jones like is how he's dressed right mm-hmm. uh and he's fighting um uh there are wrestling mole mole uh, on ram basically okay i don't know who that is or what he, that is from temple of doom oh okay yeah yeah the Kali Ma. yes yep uh so what they're doing is they've got these toasters hooked up to these metal uh, brands and their arm wrestling so whoever loses gets their hand branded right mm-hmm. uh and they go back and forth uh temple of doom dude gets branded and they go to have a fight and you realize then they become friends because they're big tough dudes mm-hmm. yep one of which is named frederick uh this is like the water world vibe to me like it very feels water worldly I think they were going for every post-apocalyptic that's thing. Ex- no, that's exactly what they were doing. Together. Like, so you have your Indiana Jones. Uh, later, we see Rufio. You mean Rufia. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's exactly what they were going for. Like, I, l- I literally yelled. I uh, yelled Rufio, too. I yelled Rufia. Rufia, Rufia. We're on the same page with that. Um, we... Uh, I'm trying to go chronologically here, but it's been a while since I watched this. So Frederick and his gang are, uh, his brother is, is missing. He got yes. kidnapped or something mm-hmm. and they go out looking for him and then they stop to take a piss and his like right hand man gets buzzsawed and piss goes everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I love this villain. So this villain Skeletron Skeletron. Uh, has like circular saw blades that he shoots and just can spin on his hand. And he physically looks like he's a 12-year-old boy, but he's obviously got to be in his 40s based on the timeline of the movie. It's bizarre. Yeah. It seems weird, but I love it even more so. Like he wears a jock strap on the outside of his pants, never takes off his mask. I really thought there would be an unmasking scene and you're like a little disappointed that that doesn't happen, but you've it's n- his brother, right? Hmm. I always figured it was his brother. No, his brother dies like at the very beginning in the pool. I didn't think he died. Yeah. I don't remember him dying. I thought that like he was in the pool and it looked like he was going to die. Well, that was Did his brother in the pool. Dying? I don't remember if they showed him dying, but that was his brother. Right. And I thought like maybe he won. And then took on the mantle of Skeletron. Oh, because Skeletron, yeah. So they could be a sequel and it totally just has another Skeletron. Like it's just right, a position. Skeletron isn't a person, yes. it's a position. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, you know, like the Dread Pirate Roberts. <laughs> okay. I don't remember what that was in reference to before, but I remember making that reference, I think, last week. I don't know. I feel like there is a... I think it was in reference to Candyman. I have a question at the top of my notes here that I skipped over. Mm-hmm. Last week... I... I don't know why I didn't ask this. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck is he called the Candyman? Other than we see like one chocolate with a razor blade in it, 
but that could have been the dude or could have been anybody. Why is he, he's a painter who gets killed with bees for love mm-hmm. and he's called the candy man. I always thought it was the sweet honey thing. Hmm. That was my, honey for that's, the bees? that's my assumption. It was, I mean, really what, that was my assumption. It just it was it's been bugging me for a couple of days. But the other part of it is is that like I, I've thought about that movie more. Like you were talking about uh, how something Cabrini some th- Green. Cabrini Green. I remember Cabrini Green now. But you were talking about like how their hair turns white and things like that. Mm-hmm. And you know I don't know if I emphasized enough the fact that that the movie is mixing the lore with the reality of the situation. So I would argue, I don't think anybody's hair actually has ever turned white, but things like that happen. And you start getting the hand me down urban legends that your hair would turn white if you saw him. So there in the movie, there might not be an answer why it's Candyman. It could simply be that's part of the legend that's evolved. They started out as painter man, but that's not nearly as catchy or Helen. But that's not nearly as catchy as Candyman. I wish the the dude hadn't died at the end. Because then you could say the whole thing did happen in her brain. But now you can't. The movie takes that away from you. The movie says, no, bitch, it's supernatural. Hmm. Even though we planted all these seeds to say it could have just been a dude or a series of dudes taking advantage of this urban legend. No, it's supernatural. I'm going to French kiss you with bees. And then murder you're gonna murder this guy from the grave i'm gonna murder you from the grave no helen murders him i know okay i spit on your grave back to have you seen that i spit on your grave nope oh okay so back to uh the movie so uh we see our actual villain of the movie so michael ironside mm-hmm. is wearing an eye patch and he, they're having a pool party. And at this pool party, they're having uh, gladiator-style matches, right? Yep. And Which, by the way, on the sign, it says pool party, but the L is, like, darker than all the rest of the letters, so it just looks like it says poo party. It does look like poo party. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, there's an L there, like, right <laughs> as the camera roll, goes away. Uh and they are using their victims that they use for these gladiator-style fights. And then they're putting them in a machine that turns their bodies into water. Because water, like Waterworld, is the source of all uh, it's currency. The it's the scarcity, yep. So that's what everybody wants. Yeah. Um, the Frederick uh, ends up kind of recreating the arm wrestling scene here uh and what they're doing is they've got blenders set on either side so that the loser would get their hands put into a blender without the carafe on top yes so it's just an open blade spinning and these are like the little things that like this movie is obviously very very low budget but i think they did as good of a job as they possibly could about doing what they were trying to do with next to nothing mostly yeah um for example, that like they literally have some yard sale blenders that they broke apart mm-hmm. and it turns into an awesome concept. Um, you don't get to see it put to fruition. Nobody gets in the hand, but Frederick ends up grabbing one of the dude's faces and shoving his face into the blender. Mm-hmm. And this is the first like super over the top gore that we get. That's not the first. Because uh, like no, you, you had, the piss you had, went everywhere because yes. he got buzzsawed. Yep. 
Um, but this is one of the really good examples of that over-the-top uh, gore that happens throughout the movie. And then he gets his hand cut off and it looks real bad. Uh, it does, but it's also they're they're opening themselves up to it. They're not trying to hide the fact that it doesn't look great. I thought, just practical, nod. I, can't, I thought a lot of the practical effects looked good. Yeah. That was not a practical effect. And it didn't look that great. Hmm. Um, then we, so we see these are our two people. These are the ones that dislike each other. These are the two that are going to be fighting, right? Mm-hmm. I am trying so hard. And you've you just skipped saying, a, you've already, you've left out Apple. I'm just waiting for you to get to Apple. So, so, we can so talk, talk about, about Apple. Apple. I'm trying to steer the ship. You're doing a bad job. You're hitting all the icebergs. You're just sitting there silent. Because you're hitting the iceberg. Oh my god. That's the iceberg. Fine. I'm sitting back. Go ahead. See how see how you like this. Okay. So we, now we're introduced to our manic pixie girlfriend of the the thing. And this mm-hmm. is another reason why I mm-hmm. really didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh because she's that's exactly what she is. She falls it she's mm-hmm. Zoe Deschanel on crack. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. she's the yeah, the epitome of the manic mm-hmm. pixie girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she puts mm-hmm. a communicator on. I don't even remember the main <laughs> character's name. I don't either. Turbo Kid. Yeah. Uh, Martin. No, Martin is. I know. <laughs> I was about to say Martin too, but Martin's <laughs> the main character of the other movie. Uh, yeah, she puts some sort of weird tracking device or communicator or something on him and follows him home. Yes. So she's just a naive, ditzy blonde character. To the nth degree. Mm-hmm. She's the manic pixie girlfriend. Sure. Trope to a T. Sure. Um, so I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. But I think there are some really awesome uh, things that we get. Like at one point, uh, he makes her a weapon. He's telling her that she has to have a weapon. The gnome, I have notes about the gnome stick. Yes. The gnome stick is great. Why do I feel like he just yelled at me? Okay, I want to tell the audience about uh, the the joys of texting Russ. <laughs> so we do this podcast at Russ's house. Russ has a family. Mm-hmm. And generally we do it Fridays around 7.30. And so I text him, uh, what time tonight? Just to make sure he doesn't have any family obligations. Or if he has no family obligations, maybe he can move it forward. And he texts seven thirty question mark. Okay, whatever. I text K. It's fine. That needs to be the end of the conversation. I asked for information. You gave me the information, and now we are done. And I have confirmed reception of that information. Which then Russ texts back, "Are you mad at me?" That's not fuck you. That's not what I said. That's not what I said at all. It's not what you said at all. No. It says, fuck you. I'm going to pull it up right now. We'll we'll go verbatim on this. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to like it when you go verbatim. I said that okay, question mark. Okay. Then you said you were a needy texter. Yeah. Why? Why? I said K, which stands for okay. Yeah, well. Why so would it not be okay? The only reason I asked that what's is the, What's because, the next thing you text? Uh, I want to make sure I wasn't making unreasonable demands. Because 
If you go to previous texts, it's unreasonable I, demands of no, no, doing it over the time we normally I don't, do. No, 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 I agree. If I, if you were upset, then you were wrong. But if you go to the previous text, well, usually when I say that, you're like, okay, exclamation mark, or sure thing, exclamation mark, or looking forward to it, or are you bringing the lube or am I? And, and I didn't get that, so I just wanted to... I'm sorry I was driving and just happened to be at a stop sign so i can text back and then put my phone down okay well i'm glad that i could keep going back and forth with you then yeah because i got home eventually Mm -hmm. uh so he goes over the rules of what to do and how to live and she he ends up fashioning this gnome stuck to a pole Mm -hmm. and it's her gnome stick Mm -hmm. and we both agree that's awesome it's pretty great yeah good um they end up hooking up with Indiana Jones, Frederick, and uh, they meet one of the lackeys from Michael Ironside, and it's he's basically Raiden with a with a basket on his head, like a laundry basket. Yeah, I mean he's like a Mad Max type character. Yeah, but he totally looks like Raiden. Is what the, is what I'm getting. What you're saying is he looks like he's wearing a Chinese hat. Yeah, but it's made out of like a laundry basket. Like an Asian t- style hat. Yeah, but it's like a laundry basket. Mm-hmm. And it's fantastic. And it had to have been $12 to make that entire <laughs> character's outfit. Except for his fist that fires out. I'm sure that costs more. Yeah, at this point, uh, our main character has found a glove from Turbo Man. Mm-hmm. Who's also a car- comic book character? Well, this guy steals Apple. They don't hook up with Frederick yet. Okay. He steals Apple, mm-hmm. and then Turbo Kid has to save Apple, and he kills what's his face, ventures into the wasteland where he's never supposed to go, because mm-hmm. uh, it's a danger zone. Danger zone because he's marched it on his his. He had one pencil, and it made a bunch of different colors somehow in his notebook. Uh. I've always wanted to see a movie and uh, let me rephrase this. So in real life, mm-hmm. uh, I had a guy try to get a job from me and he brought in a pen, he, his own. Like remember in middle school when you had the pens with like 30 different colors, uh-huh. they didn't have 30 colors. I had like four, but he had one. That's not a sign of maturity. And I was like, I don't think I'm hiring this dude because he brought in this pen with like four different colors. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong for doing that? As long as that wasn't the only reason. Like, no. You're totally qualified. Yeah. But I think it's just a first impression thing. Like you go, you go, that's not going to be good. No, that's exactly what happened. Like, but then if he surprises you, you're like, uh, maybe, yeah, no, fuck, w- maybe fucking no. clicker pen guys are it, right. It wasn't the deal breaker. But like when I'm when when I do that, I, you know, you're you're sizing up pluses and minuses or whatever Mm -hmm. and that was definitely noticed and it definitely went into the negative column i almost didn't get hired well i I got hired once and then uh found out like a year later that i almost didn't get hired because uh i did not have a firm handshake and this was from a woman hr person (laughs) that's awesome well i'm yeah i'm not gonna maybe that's sexist but i'm not gonna shake a woman's hand the exact same way that i would shake a guy's hand also, I go off of what they're going to do first. So if they give me a limp handshake, I'm going to give a mostly limp handshake. 
if they're going to be like, I'm fucking arm wrestling you, then I'm going to try my best to keep up with that. I had an altercation, the altercation is the wrong word, an interaction with a man uh, recently that didn't have any arms. Mm-hmm. And I knew that this was going to, at the end of our involvement, was going to end up with me needing to hand him things. Uh, so like we went through our stuff and, you know, he ended up with, you know, we compiled all of everything that we worked together and I knew that it was going to end with me handing him this folder of all of his documents and everything. And the whole time that I should have been paying attention to doing all of his things correctly, I was just focusing on the end of the the interaction (laughs) with how I was going to hand this man with no arms, like the end of his elbows, Mm-hmm. this paperwork the answer is the same way you would hand it to anybody else really because then what <laughs> then they have lived life without they, they I, didn't wake up that morning <laughs> without arms and go what the fuck oh well i have to go do this thing i i know that <laughs> but uh like i didn't know if like i try to tuck it under his armpit no. for him do if i he motions do for i you to do so <laughs> You do it. Do, you don't. So, you don't. You don't immediately make the yeah. assumption. That's the problem. You, yeah. you can't. You can't treat handicapped people like they're handicapped. Immediate. Like you can't do it unless it's completely obvious that they don't have any kind of workaround mm. for the situation you are about to present them. Was it wrong that I tried to feed him applesauce? Probably. Ooh. Yeah. That's awkward. Unless he asked for it. And then you're just, you know, <laughs> thank you for being a friend. Travel uh, around the road and back So, again. you want to know what I did? What you did? I just sat it on the desk in front of him. Mm, that's the dick move, because now he has to pick it up with his nubbin, nubbin <laughs> arms. Whereas before, you could have presented it to him. And he could but have then it took the awkwardness away from me to go, like, for how elbow to, elbow, to go about doing like, it. Like, <laughs> hey, could you tuck it under the old lefty over here? Or just go, and really gnaw on that thing. I go, and then exit gracefully. Yeah. So it ended up great, but I was definitely just hung up about how that the end of that was going to go. So that's, that's what happens to me when I... <laughs> deal with individuals so turbo kid turbo kid he uh rescues or he goes to rescue apple from the pool party and winds up in the pool party himself along with frederick mm-hmm. uh and blows this, up the water machine he does but this is one of the moments that i genuinely was just sitting there belly laughing on my own so like they uh there's a handful of people that they're in there with and one of the dudes goes to run and trips and ends up he's got the knife he's chasing after him and he falls forward on the knife and stabs himself through the eye Mm -hmm. and i was just dying there's just it's so quick like this dude is gonna make his big move yeah i found that a genuinely funny moment and i loved it so much uh, but they do. They end up blowing up the water machine, and that pisses off Michael Ironside pretty hardcore. And now they know that Frederick is going to be their focus of their attention for a while. Well, now it's uh, so they they kill the gladiators, and now it's oh we're gonna get you, we're gonna make our great escape. And Frederick goes, "Come on over here," and they climb like three stairs and then cut to just them pedaling away 
And like it's, I, there was no tension there. Then I feel like this is where both of our movies, um, I think Stakeland much much more, but I feel like that was both of our movies. Like they didn't know how to, they either knew how to ramp up or release tension, but they couldn't get the full, all in one go thing. Where that was a very tense moment. They 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 ran a jam. They got out of the jam, like or you know they they actually exacerbated it, and then how are they gonna how are they gonna finish getting out of this jam? Well, it just cut to them being out of the jam. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Um, and that's where, why I think both these movies really disappointed me. Uh, we have met Bagu before already. Like he's the local tradesmith. Mm-hmm. Uh. And it, for the longest time, it took me to figure out who this was. Uh, do you know who Hank Azaria is? Yeah. It's not Hank Azaria. Uh, <laughs> I knew that. Do you know who Jason Manzukis is? Uh, I think so. He was in The League. Yeah. It's not him either. Okay. It's a guy that I don't know. Okay. I thought it was both of them for a while. Okay. That's all. It's not Jason Manzukis, <laughs> and it's not Hank Azaria. <laughs> Okay. Uh, it's also not Clifton Collins, just so you know. I thought it was him for a minute, too. I don't know who that is. Okay. It's not him. That's the one I definitely <laughs> genuinely don't know who that is. That was it. I just wanted to make sure you knew who it's not. It's not Hank Azaria, and it's not Jason Manzoukas. Uh It looked like it could potentially be... You remember... You've seen Men in Black, right? Mm-hmm. You remember Men in Black, the guy who uh, Oh, yeah, I know. The, 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 the tiny head? No, that's Tony Shalhoub. No. Oh. Oh yeah, uh, I don't like Monk. Fuck Monk. Tony, Sh- okay, never mind. Uh, Tony Shalhoub's great. Fuck Monk. Okay, I haven't really watched the show. He was great in Wings. He's great in the Marvelous Mrs. Marvel. Everybody go watch it. It has nothing to do with horror, and but it's great. It's from the creator of Gilmore Girls. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it, he the the guy who uh, they catch leaving. And so he uh, is interviewed while his wife is having a baby, and the baby takes Will Smith and throws him all around. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that guy. He looked like he could be that guy. Don't remember that part. I mean, I don't remember. I remember the part where he's getting, but I don't remember the... Could have been that guy. The thing that you're not supposed to be paying attention to during that scene, Uh I don't remember that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like it could have been that guy. Um. Okay, so at this point, uh, they hook up with Frederick, mm-hmm. uh, and they start their trip. Uh, we found out that Apple is a robot. Yep, which makes total sense in the but course they don't of the hook movie. Up with Frederick here. This is where they part ways again. Okay. Because yeah, Apple and him are going off on their way, and Frederick just disappears. Oh yeah, he doesn't show back up together until a while. Yeah, he's, he's at the end. Uh, there's a wonderful moment where uh, he is teaching, I'm sorry, Apple is teaching him how to fight. Okay. Uh, and it is eyes, throat, genitals. Yeah. Uh, so she hits him in the eyes, the throat, and then in the genitals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he learns to fight, which we get a great payoff later. Yeah. I'll just do it now. So the payoff later is there's a big showdown. So he takes a machete and hits the guy in the eyes with the machete and decapitates him. 
hits him in the throat to slice his throat open, and then kicks him in the genitals after he was already dead twice. Mm. It was a pretty awesome payoff. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Thoroughly. Which, he cuts people's heads into a lot. That has to be the sharpest fucking apocalypse machete ever. It is. It's made of adamantium. Everything, everything in this movie is very sharp. Very sharp. It's true. Um, so she, she's a robot. They first of all, they burn VHS tapes. Yeah, that's, that's just going to put off noxious fumes, and they're just going to melt. Yeah, it's not a good idea. No, Apple's fine. She doesn't breathe, or she does breathe. He was the one putting them onto the fire. Yeah, I know. No, <laughs> yeah, that was a hundred percent. Just trying to say, hey, remember yeah. VHS tapes? Yeah. So she's a robot, and she's dying. And so they have to go to the robot graveyard. That's when we meet back with the shopkeeper. Mm-hmm. He tells them uh, they need to go there. They go there. Uh, Skeletron shows up. And he cuts off Apple's head. And Turbo Kid jumps to catch the head, but also drump jumps to do it off of a freeway overpass into like noxious gas below mm-hmm. and also is fine yeah he's good he lands on millions of jagged rocks and is fine yeah this is also like the first time out of 12 that apple dies uh, it's the second time because she dies in the pool yeah she gets she... shot by by zeus yeah she died like i can handle the first time when because then you find out she's good she's a robot yeah can even handle the second time, but she dies like three more times after that and is resuscitated somehow. Yeah. I mean, it's because she's a robot, but each mm-hmm. time I think you're supposed to be shocked that she's back. That got a little repetitive, I think. Um, here we get an awesome scene of the interrogation of Bagu. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. What did you think about this? Um, this is, you know, the tonally, it's fine. It's the right kind of ridiculous. Um, so what he they immediately gives up uh, the information. So and, so what they did before we before we get there is they cut a hole in his stomach and they have his intestines tied to a stationary bicycle that Skeletron is on. And as he spins the wheel and r- drives forward, it's going to be pulling his intestines out. Go ahead. Yeah. So he immediately gives up the information. And, you know, admittedly funny part is, well, you know, we spent hours setting this up, so, you know, we're just going to do it. (laughs) But they're just, like, coming out of him, and you can, they set up the shot, and you can see that it's all coming from a bag behind the chair. There's this bag that's moving around that's obviously contains all the guts. Like, just crop that out. Don't, don't put the bag in your shot. I think that was on purpose. No. You don't think so? This movie isn't Black Dynamite. Have you seen Black Dynamite? No. You need to see Black Dynamite. It is um, uh, uh, Michael J. J. something. Uh, Michael J. White. Michael J. White. I'm pretty sure is his name. Uh, was that is that the big dude that was in Cosby Show? That's Malcolm and Jamal Warner. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was three names. With an M. And then a J, and then a W. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, I was okay. like... <laughs> you were way off, but... No, but, but you see... I'll give you a tiny bit. Well, you, you I'll s- give you about 3%. I'll take it. Uh, yeah, Michael J. White, uh, 
he's just this great stuntman coordinator and great actor and he wrote and directed a black exploitation movie but like it's just shitty like the boom mic is intentionally in it in times and things like that and it's great uh i don't think i don't think that was this because they don't they don't do it enough like they cgi'd off that guy's hand and everything like this is the only this is the biggest like here's a very obvious mistake okay so i don't think it was on purpose don't know um i love that scene i loved it and you're not gonna be able to talk me out of it (laughs) it has a lot of problems but i thought overall it was funny yeah i liked it we ready for our big showdown Sure. So we got our big showdown between. Well, Frederick Frederick rescues Turbo Kid. Yes. But Apple's dead, and somehow he lost his controller. Yeah, his I don't. Glove. I don't know how that happened. Was it during the fall? I, all he did was catch her head and then, like, be in gas. But yeah. apparently, he lost his glove. Uh, but Apple gets her head taped back on to another body. Somehow. Somehow. She just wakes up with it taped onto. Yes. Mm-hmm. Turbo Kid didn't do that. Did Frederick do that? I didn't. I don't know if Frederick she, was did even she around. Do that? Well, Frederick rescued him from the gas cloud, and told him that Apple was dead. Oh yeah, so I guess Frederick had to have, or she did. I don't know. I want to see the buddy road trip movie with Mister and Frederick. Do you? <laughs> They're just they're just sitting angrily smoking cigarettes, not looking at one another. <laughs> anyway, uh, so this is the part that annoys me. So they they've got this big showdown with all of the lackeys from Michael Ironside, mm-hmm. and the thing that they do is that as Turbo Kid shoots them and they explode, body parts start to land on top, and I really didn't think that was funny. Mm-mm. So they all ended up stacking on top of one another. I did not enjoy that part. It was really stupid. And then he shoots Big Bad. Well, first Big Bad, uh, Zeus, shoots Abel straight in the chest. Puts a big old hole in her chest. Mm-hmm. And she's dead. Okay. Uh, and then so he's like, fuck, and shoots with full blast of his laser right at him. Mm-hmm. This thing that has made everyone else like explode into liquid and body parts Mm -hmm. and he just like flies back yeah well there's an explanation for why right um that being said i do like how everybody explodes yeah i i thought that the -the over-the-top violence was funny Mm um i just yeah it was it it wasn't good okay good idea is just not executed well but yeah then apple's just fine and what okay i the thing that i do like so apple <laughs> apple's dead she wakes up she's fine and then skeletron is who's been fighting uh frederick is uh going to kill her so turbo kid picks up a patio umbrella and impales him <laughs> with it yes <laughs> which is is fine and then he opens it Mm -hmm. and he explodes Mm -hmm. and then apple and him kiss under the umbrella when it's raining blood yes 
and I thought that that was really funny. Mm-hmm. It rained too much blood, and body parts f- kept falling for too long, but... Yeah. yeah it's called Turbo funny. Kid. It's absurd. Like, that's what right. you're doing, is reveling in absurdity. So I think the quantity of body parts that you're trying to calculate is not fair. Mortal Kombat, you know, they would rip out... Uh, you could keep mashing on the buttons, and Johnny Cage would rip out, like, uh, seven rip cages. <laughs> and so that, you know, that's funny. I have appreciation for it. Don't get me wrong. Um, but then it is revealed that Michael Ironside is also a robot mm-hmm. uh, who is programmed to do the bidding of the evil corporation. Yeah. Uh, kind of one too many endings, but I guess... That's what you would have expected from a movie along these lines is mm. make it bigger. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a sequel. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't sound like you have nearly the reverence for this movie that I do. I think that it's uh, a whole lot of fun. And obviously with something this uh, on this budget level, you're going to be able to find problems. But I think overall, uh, the the fun that I have watching it totally outweighs any problems that I have. I, I think that things in this vein are very difficult to pull off, and when they do, they're fantastic. I you know I really like Kung Fury. There's um, <clears throat> like video games and stuff. Like um, Far Cry is like a very serious like you're a guy you need to kill all these bad guys type video game, um, and then they release some DLC called. Uh, enter the blood dragon or just blood dragon or something where it was like just like an 80s nostalgia trip like 80s nostalgia acid trip kind of thing that totally reskinned the whole game and like it was totally absurd and that was awesome um so i don't i don't i don't dismiss the movie on its whole i just on on like the face of it I just don't think that it did it well enough, and I think you, with this kind of stuff, you really need to to do it well. Where things like Kung Fury and Black Dynamite and things like that, I think really did. I I felt like Turbo Kid fell short for me. Okay, but that's my opinion. Cool. Um, speaking of nostalgia mm-hmm. and things from the past, uh, I tried debating this with a couple people at work. They didn't really get into it with me as much as I wanted to, so I'm going to try it with you that's also. That's what I'm here for, man. Uh, we all know like trends and pop culture things come in waves, right? That's the idea. That's what a definition of a trend, I guess. Sure. Um, in the late nineties, early two thousands, the cool thing to get tattooed was tribals, tribal designs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one that I can't figure out and I want to dissect a little bit is there was a time span. I think the people are probably in their mid fifties now uh where everyone has a taz tattoo yeah have you seen have you you've seen this right yeah i feel like that was the 80s and and early 90s yeah but why and what like what was happening that that was the cool thing to be getting like were there people that were there 22 year old dudes sitting around watching taz I think that uh, there was also Tweety Bird. Tweety Bird was also very popular at that time. Yes. And that was much more like uh, funny feminine. And so Taz was more like he's the rebel. He's the 
he's the black sheep of the Looney Tunes, right? And so I think a lot of people identified with that idea of chaos and outcastness and things like that. And I think that that's where it happened. I, everything that you're saying is right. But here's what I can't <laughs> figure. But here's what I can't figure out is what. Why does a 22 year old identify? Like I don't, and they. I don't think that did they have the reverence from that from a nostalgic end. Like did they watch that when they were younger? Like you and I aren't running out and getting SpongeBob tattoos. Like that's what I feel like the equivalent would be. Like we're a little too old to have really watched that. Um, you want to feel old? SpongeBob, do you know when it debuted? No. Take a guess. How old do you think SpongeBob is? When when did when was its first episode? 1997. 99. It's pretty close. Yeah, but only because I was like you're going to be shocked. <laughs> I feel like you probably would have said like oh like 2005. Mm, I don't know about that. I feel like that cuz yeah. cuz I knew we were in high school okay. or around in there. Uh but that's my point is like it's like Nickelodeon was big and people have younger siblings and like Nickelodeon and the late 80s early 90s didn't have a lot of content and they aired Looney Tunes all the time and then there was this resurgence of Looney Tunes in that era because of that and so I think that's when Tweety Bird and Taz both kind of took off for the same reason but with different audiences that still doesn't explain why there's 22 year old dudes getting Taz tattoos. Like I don't, I can't wrap my head around that. Because either A, they have younger siblings who are watching it so they watch with them. Or B, they're just 22 year old losers who sit around and watch cartoons all day. Which are both, you know, they're totally fine. That's, I mean, that's the like video game culture today. Those Those would be dude bros playing Madden or Call of Duty today. I can't wrap my mind around it. I guess if you're if you put it in the dude bro you, mentality, dude, you have Howie Mandel on your leg. Yeah, but that's just one dumbass. And you are you are, no, no, you no. are judging no no Taz no people. No no no. Here's the, I'm not judging Taz people. It, the fact that I'm one single dumbass that has the little monsters tattoo. You could give me any tattoo, and I would be like, "That makes sense." That some dumb asshole would do that. I'm talking about the fact that that many people did it because. Tweety Bird and Taz were very huge into pop culture at that time. I can't wrap my mind around that many adults being into it. Obviously, it's happened. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying. My mom was in her 30s at that time, and she had a like a Tweety Bird sweatshirt and stuff. I cannot wrap my mind around this. That's crazy to me, man. Like, that's like the that seriously is like. All of a sudden, we all become infatuated with My Little Pony, and we're all wearing My Little Pony t-shirts. Dude, bronies? Have you not heard of bronies? I have. We've talked about this They're before. They're huge. There's a huge movement. They're, that is not to the same level as Tweety Bird and stuff. No, because uh, we live in a culture with so much stuff. Yeah, it's, all, it's all spread apart. I get right. it. The 90s were not... That was a time of generalists, right? You know, you had... Your five channels, and if you were lucky, you had cable, which was like another 50 channels, right? Today, between TV and the internet, and you can watch whatever you want, everybody has their own little niche. And so the the pop culture has, there are still zeitgeist events, yeah. you know, but 
they're fewer and and more far in between. Yeah. No, I I get all that, but I don't know. Going through my head, nothing that you've said is different than what I already knew. But the short version is, it weirds me the shit out every time I see a 50-year-old dude with Taz tattooed on his forearm. Okay. Fuck you. (laughs) I just went into this big, long (laughs) spiel, and because you say a thing and I need to say okay to it, it's just like, fuck you? Yep, that's how it works. I can... You hate... Apparently... (laughs) You think the word okay is like, I'm mad at you. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. Okay. Tell me I'm pretty. Okay. Stakeland. Overall Stake s- synopsis. Uh, hey, what if we made a zombie movie, but instead of zombies, they were vampires, but instead of vampires, they were like zombies. Okay. <laughs> Overall thoughts on Stakeland. Uh, it's, it's not good. Really? Why? Because I feel I I feel like I can go along with their premise, but I think their premise is flawed from the ground up. Um, I think that this movie has a very uh, big problems with uh, building and releasing tension to the fact to the part it's where some of it is it is just frustrating. You know, it's like uh, like. Hitchcockian type of buildup and release of tension, uh, you know that that kind of old school kind of, you know that's that's definitionally how it should be done. That builds up inside of you, and then the release of tension is great, and then you know you immediately put them back into more tension, and that build and release is what makes great movies great, and we don't think about that. But when you go into the movie theater and it doesn't have to be, you know, life-threatening peril. It can be a rom-com and it's the will-they-won't-they awkward interactions, things like that. But it's still this build-up of tension and then release of tension and then build-up more tension and release tension. And I feel like they they fuck that up a lot. And so it's it's kind of a difficult movie to watch in that aspect. Um, so this was only the second time that I've watched this movie, and I think I the whole time I'm watching it, having already seen it before, all I could think about was the first thing I want to talk about, which is you called this Zombie Land uh, ripoff uh, that they saw Zombie Land and then they wanted to make it vampires but gritty. Mm-hmm. Um, so I looked at the time frame, and I remember hearing this. I dug into it, but uh, so this came out the year after Zombie Land. Um, but they had been in production, the director and the star wrote the, wrote it and they pitched it as a series. So they pitched it as a series to a bunch of places. They didn't get it picked up. And then Larry Fessenden, who you've heard us talk about before, Mm -hmm. he actually has a cameo in the movie as the bartender. Um, that's Larry Fessenden. He, uh, said, let's try to turn it into a movie. Um, so as I'm watching it, I'm like, holy shit. I feel like I can see episodes and seasons of the tv show because it very much is like like they span so much that you could see how they would turn this into something else like this is this came out the same year as walking dead premiered Mm -hmm. and it's basically walking dead like 
if they would have gotten this, this could have been Walking Dead instead of Walking Dead being Walking Dead um, because you're in this post-apocalyptic thing where you've got your hero who's traveling around, picking up different groups of people. They encounter different groups and have problems. It's basically Walking Dead. I was going to say, no, Walking Dead is better, but to be fair, those first two seasons are real bad. First two and a half seasons are real bad. Um, but like when I'm watching it, that's what I was feeling like I was seeing is like very much truncated into this and this and this happens. Mm -hmm. And I felt like you could see where they were like, all right, let's whittle this six episodes down into this five minute scene uh, where they deal with uh this cult and then this one where they deal with them trying to get a hold of the nun this group that you know and uh and i can see that and i feel like that's a lot of what you're describing it doesn't make it right but i feel like i see exactly what you're describing because i saw it as i was watching it um but i think the world that it creates and the originality so you i don't know if you were joking but i love the take on vampires here which is like you know traditionally vampires are thinkers and they're uh, very aware of what they're doing and they're methodical. These are almost zombies in their their frenzy and their mindlessness. Uh, and they also create different layers or types or subspecies of, of vampires, which I think is a really cool concept. So I feel like it's there's a whole lot here. And it's because they crammed X number of episodes or seasons mm-hmm. into a movie. Um, yeah, to me, like the kind of big archetype monsters you know your frankenstein's monsters your vampires your werewolves sea creatures things like that like they they exist as archetypes for a reason is that it's it's shorthand you say vampire and it brings with it all these things now sometimes people sometimes movies that's kind of the point is they brings with them all these things and they're we're going to deconstruct all that I feel like that's kind of what, uh, I haven't seen the movie, but uh, 28 Days Later, I feel like that's what they kind of wanted to do, is, um, hey zombies, it brings all this, but hey, it's actually this, we're going to deconstruct all that, and totally turn it on its head. Mm -hmm. Um, So, to me, there's no reason these these have to be vampires. In fact, I feel like the fact that they call them vampires is a disservice because you get all those things. You know, I understand they need to be staked in the heart. Cool. Like that's how you kill them. But I also know that a zombie, you need to uh, remove the head or destroy the brain. I I got that shorthand, but with zombies, uh, you get like the art, the, the tropes, like the, the kind of storytelling. A zombie story isn't about zombies, right? Zombie story is about um, man is the truest evil generally, and I feel like that's what this this what that's what that story is, is that man is the worst monster. That's what the the story they're trying to tell, and with vampires, it's generally about um, the night is scary, and uh, hey, you know, if you give in to your sexual urges, you know, they can, you know, they can kill you they and it's very you know very sexy and very thinking so i feel like this movie has done a disservice by making the vampires um so one of the things that i love in the horror genre is that they have to 
it's almost like they have this many pieces set up. It's a Lego playset, and these are the pieces that you have to work with, and you just put them together in a different way. And that's what I think that they did here is they took a vampire, quote unquote, and they put it together in a different way to make it something unique. And I think that by calling them vamps, um, you know, you could go the Candyland, I'm sorry, Candyman thing again, where like if this shit were to go down, even if they really aren't vampires or they are, vampires aren't real, but whatever these things are, are, they would fucking call them vampires. Okay, but you got to give me something to, to deconstruct that. You got to give me a reason to not bring along all the baggage that comes with the word you're using. If you're going to make up your own, you know, like Monster in the Closet made up its own monster mm-hmm. with its own rules. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to do that, that's fine. You lay out you lay out the, the, the monster, you lay out the rules for the monster, and I'm with you. With this, when you say vampire, I, I pre-selected a bunch of different things in my brain. Okay, this is... This is what a vampire is. And if you're going to tell me that it's not, you have to tell me why. You have you have to tell me what's different and why. So, first, why do I have to tell you that? And two, I think that they do. They tell you this type, this berserker type, you have to make sure you hit them at this point in the brain. You have to make sure you get them all the way through the heart. I mean hammering into the heart is is a part of a vampire lore mm-hmm. um you know just like there are offshoots of of everything you know sometimes the stake isn't enough you really have to get it in there mm-hmm. um like dracula-esque um where uh what is not, not blackula what what's the leslie nielsen no, not once bitten. That's Jim Carrey. What's the Leslie Nielsen vampire movie? I don't know. I n- never liked Leslie Nielsen. Mm. Where you know he uh, he plays Van Helsing and hammers into the, the the heart and it just spews out blood and the vampire's just moaning and he has to do it over and over and keeps spewing out more and more blood. So I mean that's kind of part of lore is make sure that it's definitely in the heart and okay. get it through there. Um, but you have to do it because. When you use a word, if I say apple, and I'm calling something an apple, and you bring all you, when I say apple, you bring all these things to the table, right? But if the whole time I'm actually describing an orange, then you're like, okay, but that's they're both fruit, but they're uh, there's very they're very different things. I think I disagree totally. If so, if, if if I'm saying, oh, I you know I never eat the the skin of an apple. Why would you do that? There's that white stuff in there and all that. You would be confused. No, no. Because the minute that you say, hand me that apple in a movie and they hand you an orange, I go, okay, in this movie, an apple is an orange. And that's the premise of the movie. I would immediately be on board with that. So maybe maybe my apple orange analogy is bad, but. I get what you're saying. The, the, it, uh, words mean things, and they're coming in yeah. weighted with something. You have a predetermined assumption of what's going to what something's going to be. And I'm just saying, I agree with what you're saying, but the sheer fact that that's not happening is exactly why I, I like that movie. Imagine you it's a vampire movie, and they're all walking around during the daytime. Twilight, right? So you, have you seen Twilight? 
Nope. Okay, but you know that they can. They're glittery in the sun, right? Mm-hmm. Boom! Right there. That's something that. No, wait. You're not freaking out because they're not exploding. The sunlight's not good for them. You know that thing about them, but they spun that to say it's not that it's going to kill them. It's that you can tell that they're a vampire. Yeah. And you're immediately on board with that. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's the exact same thing here. There's you're saying they're a vampire, so you have those preloaded things, right? Sun, stake through the heart, garlic. Those are things that you know about vampires. Mm-hmm. But then you do that sparkle spin on it, and the sparkle spin on this is they're not necessarily cognizant. They're they're monsters. They're more uh, animal based as opposed to thinkers. That's the spin. That's no different than the sparkly vampire thing. But I feel like it all comes to the head at the end of the movie. Can I just jump ahead? Yeah. Since this is the argument we're having, is how how does the bad guy happen? If they're mm-hmm. if they're zombies, mm-hmm. then they're, it's not. They're they're vampires. But they're but they're berserkers. They're zombie vampires, right? And they are go like the whole point of one of the the, the scary things about vampires, or not so scary things. Some of the thing that people some people are into. Is the fact that sure they could just drink your blood and kill you, but they could also turn you, mm-hmm. right? And um, zombies are the same way, but you know that's more just you know kind of accidental. You you get bit by a zombie, but you get away. Then you slowly turn into a zombie. With a vampire, there's rules and everything about turning, and they they differ from myth to myth. But so he's tied to a tree. With a big cross or X or whatever carved into his back, mm-hmm. leaking blood, mm-hmm. and supposedly berserkers found him because before him it seems like those are the only kind of zombies that exist or vampires that exist, um, and that's why it's so weird because now we have a thinking one. So how how does he turn if? It seems like if they find fresh meat tied up to a tree, all they're going to do is just just eat the shit out of him. But he's but the, all and then he just has a throwaway line of I gave my blood willingly. Mm-hmm. I I yeah, that's that is where it comes to a head for me of you haven't explained your your world enough because if you want to say, you know, Hey, these are zombies and vampires, and and take some from both. That's fine, but you've you've only said that they're vampires. They're acting like zombies, but you haven't. I don't feel like you've you've established the universe well enough. And yes, it could be because you know all those scenes got cut because they were integral to the show. But if we're gonna cut this down to ninety minutes, it we just can't happen. Yeah, no, I, I you have to look at it what it is. I agree. It, um, I just feel like the, the maybe 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 this movie shouldn't have happened in its in its form because they did not have the time or at least take the time to explain the universe or to tell me why you're using vampires but they're not vampires why why are why why are they different. I feel like that it lacks that. Okay, uh, it definitely doesn't do that. I think it. I, I can't disagree with that. It definitely doesn't do that. 
but I think that's part of the appeal is you're just dropped into the middle of this. There's no outbreak. There's no beginning. You're just in. Um, and we're in it with Martin, who is a young man that we see his family get eaten at the very beginning in a pretty brutal. You don't see much here, but I love the baby dropping yes. shot. Did you, you like that, too? Yeah. So that you was hear really cool. uh, you hear uh, him, his mother, his father baby get attacked uh and you hear the baby crying somewhere in the air baby stops crying pan up and you see holding the baby just kind of drops it by its arm uh and you know like they're not going to pull any punches in this movie yeah um he is rescued by mister who's nick demisi who i think does an awesome job in the movie uh, I think he is great as a lead man, and he is just a no-nonsense, brooding motherfucker. He is that. Um, I don't know. I know the emotionless man is a very difficult thing to pull off. It sounds like it would be easy. You just, you just act like you don't have emotions, but that's... The emotionless man is more about hiding your emotions, and I feel like he didn't really have the range to pull it off, um, because a lot of it just seemed awkward and like that's not how a human acts. Not even this grizzled guy, you know, um, because they they do try to tug on his heartstrings a bit, talking about you know this is your son and everything, and he keeps saying I'm not your son. She uh, talks about his daddy, you know, her daddy, and she says, I'm not your daddy. I just, I don't feel like he really could anchor that role. I don't think he was terrible, but I I don't think he was great like you do. It's better we can when we can Google whether Georgia is a country or a state and where it is <laughs> instead of just, like, disagreeing on things because there's never going to be a point when we can, like, Google that thing to say, like, Google is Dick Demisi good in this? Well, that's, that's why it's up for the audience to decide. Hopefully they have watched it. Yes. I, yeah. That's the premise of the show is that people watch it. We've stopped giving spoiler warnings. Maybe yes. we should go back to that. But <laughs> like that's the point. You watch the movie. We tell you a week in advance what we're going to watch. You you watch the movies or don't. Who cares? And, and play along. There's a spider but, crawling across the table. But uh, I've, I, you can tell for for yourself if who's right, who whose side are you on? Where did that spider go? I never saw a spider. You are freaking out about said spider, dude. There was a spider right here. Okay. Live and let live, man. It's too close to me. You're re- he is really freaking out about this freaking <laughs> spider. Okay, I don't see it anymore. Ugh, I feel it on me now. <laughs> I feel like this is, you know, at least when you ground the show to a halt with gay porn, <laughs> there were at least sounds going on uh, for the podcast. Sorry, there was a spider. I thought you really didn't see a spider. No, but I no, I wasn't really looking for one. Right, well, even when I said there's a spider, I looked down, but mm. I stopped caring. Okay. I was more focused on our audience. Sorry. I was concerned about a spider. Um, so they're on the road. 
Martin and Mister yeah. on the road. Uh, they're driving along in their awesome convertible, and a woman, a nun, runs out into the middle of the street, mm-hmm. followed by two young men hiking up their pants and chasing after. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mister responds in the exact appropriate manner that you do to rapists by fucking killing them both. He slits one of their throats, mm-hmm. and he takes like a. Uh, a throwing star made out of sticks. Uh, pic- picture like a, you know, like a four-sided. Uh, the thing that changes tires, a tire iron. There you go. Picture like one of those old cross-shaped tire irons, but like wooden and pointy and all ends. And he f- fucking throws it at the dude's back. Yeah, and then he just like lays on the ground uh, for uh, four minutes during the uh, scene, just being uh, in pain. Uh, uh, which is exactly the sounds I would make if I had that in my back. Yeah. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, and they take the nun and they rescue her and she joins their gang. Mm-hmm. Um, they end up vis- visiting a, a small little town. Yeah. And uh, getting supplies and you start to learn like, uh, why don't you just chill here? And they up not to. They set up that there's groups of cannibals around so they need to watch out for them. He tells them not to go to New Eden because the, the cannibals... So that's where they're going. They're headed to New Eden. Mm-hmm. Um, up north. Along the way, they stop and they find like this, like revivalist. It feels like a revivalist tent. Mm-hmm. And uh, exactly what it is. They uh, they find this group and everybody's gone Jim Jones and there's cups laying around. They've all committed suicide, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, except they haven't. Well, they hear a baby crying. Mm-hmm. And it's a doll and a tape recorder. And they turn around. Mercer Trap. It's a trap. Uh, and we get our, this is uh, the Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. The Brotherhood is a group of Christians that have turned into a cult that either worship, do they worship the vampires themselves or they've just embraced it as a tool of God? It's a it's a very interesting concept and mm-hmm. I feel like it probably would happen if you lived in this world, there would be people that would 100% spin this religiously. Um well, yeah, the, you saw signs everywhere. Like the narrate, he talks about the narration of like um, most of the South was just waiting for God to fix the apocalypse, mm-hmm. and you know they died on their knees. Yeah, basically. Um, and their they, their little logo was pretty awesome, in that it's basically a cross with fangs on the sides. I mean, it's it's like a Okay. It would be a cross with the two sides going straight down. It's that. Uh, okay. Justin was just pointing to part of the Lords of Salem poster. Yeah, you remember the Lords of Salem and how if you turn it 90 degrees, it says die. So if you take off the D and the I and just leave the E but keep the stick going through it, that's kind of it. Um, but I felt like this entire concept was very, very cool. And that's something that I wish that they could have milked more. Like if they would have made this movie just about dealing with the brotherhood, I feel like it would have been able to be stronger. Yeah. Just take I whatever feel, that like... season or episodes were dealing with them and made that into the movie. Yeah. Um, cause I think that's the most interesting thing is the, the religion that would be based around these vampires. Yeah. I, I feel like they probably should have cut the brotherhood entirely. Um, 
because while I think in long form it probably would have been a lot better, um, a lot of it didn't work because everything happened so fast. Yeah, you wanted the, more answers. They're not just that, like scenes cutting again. It has to do with the build up and release of tension, and I feel like they'd done so much world building, like they'd probably built their Bible, you know, and they'd done so much world building that it was probably hard for them to cut all of that. Well, I'm sure it was painful, for sure. And so they just tried to cram as much of it into 90 minutes as possible, and I feel like the movie really suffers for that. Okay. Uh, they end up in another town, um, and they... So one of the things that happens along the way before before you get into that... Yep. Um, is he finds... I, this pack of nudie cards, mm-hmm. right? Um, like in Dutch. Yeah. Um, you know, cause every, every teen needs a spank bank, even mm-hmm. in, the, in the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- he picks them up and the camera focuses on them before it's like a big reveal that he finds them. He's like, uh, they're, they're under a shirt or something there. And then he finds them. The camera focuses on them. So it seems like these are going to be important, but they're not. You no. see them in one more scene, mm-hmm. and then they're just they're forgotten about. And things like that are disappointing to me. Where okay, pro- there was probably so there had to be some. I would hope there was something that got cut. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to just cut everything else at that point. But yeah, that, like th- there's no payoff, and I feel like that's a lot of this movie is good ideas with no payoff or here's the payoff. Okay. We got to go do this thing now. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that necessarily. Um, so they end up at this other town. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're having a party. They're like, Holy shit. This is kind of a pretty fucking awesome place. Like they've got everything up and running. Everybody's nice. They're having a little, little party. Nick Demisi's dancing with this little girl. Oh, we're already there. Oh, are we not? What else you got? Oh, uh, I mean, they you just talked about the nun they then lose the nun and then pick up a pregnant lady and then pick up a black guy and now we're here yes sorry so we were a twosome sorry becomes a threesome becomes a twosome becomes a threesome becomes a foursome Mm -hmm. and now we're at the party and they meet the nun again yes and now we're a fivesome fivesome uh, and then the Brotherhood starts dropping fucking vampires into the town from a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, and all hell breaks loose in the middle of this town. They end up hunkering down and making it till morning. Yeah. And this was kind of cool in that like all hell is breaking loose, right? How many people are going to die during this? Tons, right? Mm-hmm. And the one dude's like, we lost 10. 10 people died. And I was, at first I was like, holy shit, how did only 10 people, and then I was like, wait a minute, like you hear about shootings and things like that, and the number's never what you think it would be. So I felt like 10 was an awesome number, and that it was a realistic number. Um, but also, there's only like 100 of them, so that's 10%. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not a lot. I'm saying that like you would feel like mm-hmm. way more people would have died, but my point is, and then just also... Do you ever feel that way? Like you hear about some uh, shooting or something happened, and two people died? And um no no because two people dying fucking sucks no it does suck but i but it's also what's uh, funny is like there's a shooting at youtube and they say uh there were two injuries 
One was somebody got like shot in the arm, and the other one is someone sprained their ankle running away. That I found funny. I I don't think did I see use the word funny. No, but even like, you know, Santa Fe, ten people died uh, recently. Um, that's still a lot. You know, even I'm not the, saying even it's not a lot. Were... I'm saying that that it's obviously harder to injure that many people in that scenario than than one would think like if somebody is trying to do maximum damage and i don't want to use the word only but only 10 people get killed or whatever it's obviously way more difficult than one would think because you would think if you're in a huge crowded area and you just start mowing people down that you would be in the dozens um no i'm i'm Try not to laugh at the fact you said mowing people down <laughs> like you'd only read that word, but I know you haven't. <laughs> you mow people down. Um, yeah, it's always like, you know, X number of people die, died, four, five, six X people injured. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's really fucking hard to kill somebody, but we build we're pretty efficient at building things that make that a lot easier yeah um okay <laughs> like vampire dropping devices yeah <laughs> also called helicopters uh i really did like that idea did you were you on board with that idea the dropping them from helicopters yeah i mean yeah because it's that's kind of the point is that it's a safe space yes which by the way before so they've been running around the apocalypse forever, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, him and Mister, they've been going around. Uh, before that dance, he has ice cream, and then he gives up the ice cream to go dance with the pregnant lady. Now I know that he's a horny teenager, but when was the last time he saw ice cream? And he's gonna give it up to go dance with a bunch of other people. I mean, I don't believe that he was dancing with a pretty girl. So yeah, I mean, I get that hormones. I, as a fat guy, I'm trying to not just be biased. <laughs> like dude, ice cream, you're just like pussy ice cream, pussy ice cream, pussy ice cream. Why not both? <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I thought the fact that I saw the ice cream thing, like oh, that's how awesome this place is. They have ice cream, mm-hmm. and it's an it's like the deck of cards. It's a cool idea that just goes nowhere. Okay. Uh, so they move on from the town. Um, and here's the other thing that the guy, like that was, let's call him the mayor of the town or the sheriff, he'd obviously gotten bit and was turning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that, and that you can see. They didn't acknowledge it or whatever, but th- that still exists in this world. Like, he's obviously going to have to be put down soon. Yeah. Um, but he was bit and he was turning. Because he's getting veiny. Um, so they end up there. They leave the town. Their car breaks down. By the way, in the middle of this town, they focus on a street sign that says Main Street and Elm Street. Do you think that was a nightmare call out? I don't know how it could not be, but I don't feel like it's necessary. Like, this movie it isn't an homage to Elm Street at all. No. But it's like, hey, horror people. Yeah. Also, Elm Street's a very popular name for a street. Sure. So, I don't know. Which is hence why it's called Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Um, have we done the? Tri- have I told you the the trivia about 
the most common street name in the United know. States? I don't think so. Do it. What's the most common street name in the United States? Uh, I would assume Main Street, but you're asking me that, so it's not Main Street. I would say first. You're very close. You're one of the few people who's gotten at least in the ballpark. The most common street name in the United States is Second Street, because First Street usually gets renamed either Main Street uh, or like after yeah, Mayor or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I started to think about as soon as you started to talk, I was like, it's probably not that because Main would be first. Mm-hmm. Yep. Darn. That's, I was I was that close. Yeah, you were really close. I was so close. That's my favorite piece of trivia that's in my brain. I felt like if I would have had a little bit more time, I would have went there. I'll take that as a half one. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you another 3% of the victory there. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they the car breaks down. They end up walking. They end up in like a junkyard, and they have uh, the cans and string tied up. And it ends up going off in the middle of the night. And you said that they were light sleepers. Yeah. Um, and I disagree with that in that, uh, like, I remember being young and my parents would go to sleep. And I'd be like, I always sleep through the alarm, parents. Why? How can it wake you up? And they said, well, when you're listening for it, you'll hear it. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That doesn't make any sense. I will sleep through my alarm always. And then I'm like, how did you hear the baby waking up? Well, if you're when you're sleeping, you're listening for it. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And then I had kids and then I got a job and I realized that's totally true. Like you're listening even while you're sleeping. So I'm going to call BS on the light sleeper thing. They 100% in that, that world are listening for those cans to jingle. Okay. It's an offhanded comment. No, I'm going at you. Okay, cool. <laughs> Um, Come at me. Uh, so th- they're chased out of the uh, the junkyard, chased through a cornfield, and the nun, who has literally in the two scenes previously been reunited, now uh, kills herself because she's surrounded by vampires. Yes, and it does. It takes it away a lot. And uh, like I said, not an excuse by any means, but like I can't help but watch this and be like, I wish this was a TV show. Because if you had lived with her for a whole nother season or something, Mm -hmm. like season episode one is you get the nun back and then the last episode of the season is she dies again or she dies again. She dies. Yeah. That'd be a huge, that'd be a big season. Yeah. Well, you thought she was dead and now she's back. Yep. And now she's actually dead. Confirmed. Yes. That'd be a good season. Mm Mm-hmm. But instead, it's two scenes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they end up going as a foursome again. And they end up stumbling across this bus in the middle of a field. Mm-hmm. And like, how shitty is your life that you see this bus and it's like fucking winning the lottery is the way that they, they react, right? Like, it's a big deal. Like, yeah, well, they have a place to sit down. It's the woods out. and it's about to be winter. Yeah. They have a place to sit down. She's going to be having her baby before too long. Mm-hmm. Um but then our black guy makes the mistake of trying to take a leak. So okay, I want to I want to talk about this because I thought it was weird. The weird transitions between them. Yeah. So on the bus, whatever, and then it's nighttime. He gets up and goes out and unzips. You start hear pissing sounds and then fade out. And then not a hard cut, a fade out. Yeah, a fade out. 
and then immediately he's missing. Blah blah. We like, didn't need we that didn't pee need scene. The pee scene. No, it's more effective if everybody's going to sleep and it's nice, and then cut to wake up. He's missing. I agree. That I don't under. I have no justification for yeah. that. I don't understand that at all. So, of a movie that's like completely rushed and trying to get as much information as possible, um, this is weird to me because like you could have saved yourself five seconds and made your movie better. Yep. I I I've disagreed. We've and disagreed a lot on this episode. Yeah. I don't disagree with that one. You could have put in more little tiny bit of world building in that five seconds. Um. So they get out of that pickle. Yeah. Um, and, well, the pickle is he's dead. Yes. And it seems to be, yeah, again, they don't, it's this build up and then, and then uh, almost immediate release of tension, which to be fair, this is one they do kind of the best. They're searching through the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, they see fresh blood and then it starts dripping. And he's above them. Um, kind of a classic, uh, tension build and release mechanism uh but he's he to me okay here's what i saw his face was completely covered like in um he had uh put clothes around his face and tied it around Mm -hmm. his neck and there was like a hole in his chest like kind of over his heart so it kind of looked like he had gotten staked or something. So to me, I'm thinking, oh, this is the Brotherhood. This is humans that are after him. But Mr. is like, it's an intelligent vampire, and I've never seen an intelligent vampire. How he makes that determination, I have no idea. There's not like bite marks or anything. It just There's just like a hole in his chest. Um, But so now they're intelligent vampires. Or at least one. Yes. Uh, and that is the leader of the Brotherhood. Yeah. So the pregnant girl gets captured and they hear her screaming. And Mr.'s like, dude, it's a trap. And he's like, I don't care. And he runs in. And yeah. She's there being bled out. Um, and he goes to, he says he's going to take his son. Mm-hmm. And uh, he ends up uh going stigmata on yeah on mister and goes uh punctures his hands mounts him against the wall so this is our big bad reveal our final climactic battle and everything all in one and it is super rushed and what i thought was kind of a pretty cool reveal and like like if that was like the reveal, you know, you've seen The Walking Dead spoilers for like six years ago, Walking Dead, when you find out the governor's a bad guy and now he's becoming the villain, mm-hmm. that's a really cool moment. And that could have been like this moment told in short form if they'd done it 20 minutes earlier in the film and, you know, barely escaped him and now he's after them. But they do the reveal and then the immediate defeat. Yeah, and it's bad. It's it's cheap. It's cheap. It's the whole thing. Um, I think that the the movie, I think we would both agree, is like ten pounds of shit shoved in a one pound bag. Is sure. that the, isn't that the yeah. phrase? Um, but that usually I think, means that it's bad. Yeah. Well, I I was shit. gonna say I think it's better smelling shit. I think it tastes great. 
um, and it's fun. But you eat pieces of shit for breakfast. <laughs> Did I ever tell you when I got my little brother in trouble? Uh, I'm gonna what? I'm gonna do it again. This is a weird segue. It, it makes sense though. Uh, okay. So at one point, me, my brother, and my sister were all getting yelled at by my mom. So my mom's standing there. We're all like lined up in the kitchen. We're getting yelled at for I don't even know what. And my little brother mouths off. And so she's yelling and he mouths off and she says, you better shut up or I'm going to slap the shit right out of your mouth. And I like, I was just whispered. I was like, you have shit in your mouth (laughs) to my brother. So he starts laughing. And then my mom's like, what, what you think I'm funny? You think I'm funny? And then he starts, he just got in more trouble. And like all of, all of the, (laughs) the anger was just directed at him for whatever we had all been doing. And we just went on our way while he just, took the brunt of it for all of us <laughs> you know as the big sibling you're supposed to take all that for <laughs> nope as the oldest nope didn't <laughs> it's his fault he shouldn't have laughed <laughs> he shouldn't have smarted off to begin with <laughs> um but yeah i agree the 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 climax and the resolution here is immediate yeah. um to where uh, martin ends up staking him through the back mr pushes it forward all the way through and he's dead um, and I would have been happier like making the last 10 minutes of this movie shorter and extending out that sequence with the leader of the brotherhood. Yeah, certainly. Um, because we end up going again to uh, a happy place, a little roadside diner or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Martin meets, uh, what's going to be his new girlfriend. We see Mr. Sitting who doesn't sleep. Mr. Doesn't sleep. No, he he's just always the one who is awake at he night. He just smokes cigarettes and broods. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and yells run really weirdly. <laughs> uh, and he jets on him. Yeah. And they get to start their life anew. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have fun with it. I think that the concepts that are there are done uh, the concepts are better than the execution on a lot of it. And I think a lot of it is because they didn't have the time to do it. Um, I still have a lot of fun with it. I like the world that it creates. I would like to, I feel like I want to have him turn that into a series of books or something. Like, I feel like they've built a world. They just didn't have time to tell us about it. Give me six episodes on Netflix that starts at, uh, starts at the house with the vampires and, uh, Dropping the baby and ends with uh, all the the guns in the revival tent. Like, give me those six episodes and we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you and I are on the same page. It's just a matter of the degree to which we... Yeah. The, the reason I'm, I'm thoroughly hating this movie or, you know, hating on this movie... Yep. Is because I see so many good things that were just done so poorly. Like this, this could have been good. There were just so many things that were missing along the way that it's frustrating. You're like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm also mad. <laughs> um, next week. Next week. You want to play a game? Okay. We're gonna play a game. Okay. Sure. All right. So always go well. So here's what we're gonna do. Um, last week and the week before, maybe the week before that, uh, you had some Hershey's Gold bars. Sure. Um, you weren't really a fan of them. 
No, not right? really. Those are like the B team of candy bars. Okay. So we're going to play a game and see how well you know your B team of candy bars. Okay. Okay. Um, so what you're going to be playing for is uh, either if you lose, I'll show you one of the movies that you'll be doing. Okay. And if you win, if you win, and to win, I've decided you have to get 50% or better. Okay. That's not that's not terrible, right? That's fair. Sure. Uh, 50% or better. Um, and if you win, you get to choose a pair of movies between two categories. Okay. One category is it has a movie that, that stars uh, Matthew Gray Goobler. What? I thought you knew who that is. That's decidingly like not nearly as exciting for you. I thought Matthew you were Matthew Gray Goobler. Isn't that his name? Who the fuck are you talking about? The skinny dorky kid from the police show that I thought a lot of dorky people like you liked. Police show. The one that I hate with the dumb girl that does forensic. NCIS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't watch NCIS. No, but there's like a. The skinny guy I thought is really popular. I thought you've talked about him before. What skinny guy? Uh, the skinny guy from that movie. This guy. From the TV show, you mean? Yeah, from that guy. Oh wait, is that is that the guy from Numbers? Mm, I don't think so. Oh, it's Criminal Minds, by the way. It's not. Yeah, Criminal Minds. That's it. Yeah. I've seen two episodes of that show, I believe. I thought Maybe he was one. like a big nerd nerd hero. I'm nerd profiling remember, you. Remember when I said that today is all, like we have so much stuff, it's all very niche? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I swear you've I'm talked about him. Niche. I thought you've already talked about him. Anyway, so there's a guy that you don't really know. That would be one of your rewards. <laughs> okay. Or a Brian Cox movie. Okay. So it sounds to me like it's going to be this versus Brian Cox movie, right? I guess. Is that... <laughs> Um, and just rather than Do I need to close my eyes. No, not yet. Not yet. Because so, you know, your reward is going to be Brian Cox. Okay. Right. But I want you, I'm just going to show you one part of this movie. Okay. So, you know what you're, if you lose what you're playing against. All right. So the tagline or not the tagline, but the little bumper thing at the beginning of the movie. Let's read that. Yeah, I know. I saw what What's the it movie say? was. What's it say? It says from the master of horror, Eli Roth. There you go. Or terror. Terror. Master of terror. But I guess you said you saw the whole movie, right? Yeah. What's it called? Clown. Okay. So I guess that's what you're playing. You got clown, master of terror, Eli Roth. I really hope I know what you consider B-tier candy bars. Okay. So here's what's going to happen. I have some candy bars over here. Mm Mm-hmm. This only works on the honors. All right, so first you need to trust me. I'm not giving you, like, crickets. I'm not giving you shit. I'm not giving you anything with almonds. Okay? Almonds are great. Coconut not almonds. Coconut. Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. I'm not giving you anything with coconut. Um, so you don't need to worry. I'm not giving you anything gross. Okay? okay? I, I won't say they're the best candy bars, but they are just candy bars. Okay. But I need you. But these are, like, national brand candy these bars, are national brand but like b no grade plus. you're no no snickers over here okay okay um and i just hit my 50 pound mark and you're nearing 20 so this helps me with my thing too there you go so um but uh so you're trusting me with that right mm-hmm. that i'm not doing anything really mean yeah. um and i'm trusting you in that you're not gonna look 
So I'm going to give them to you. You're going to be able to, uh, pa- you don't have to close your eyes yet. I'm not handing it to you. I'm getting into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, Are you giving them to me in the wrapping? In the, in the, because I think that's that will help you because okay. you, different candy bars and things are going to do that, okay? Okay. All right. So let's start off with an easy one. Okay. And then we're going to go from there, okay? How many are there? You total? got six. You got okay. uh, five of which are king size. Oh, wow. I thought so, those were fun size. No, five of which are king size. So here's your first one. Okay. All right. So he's feeling it. He's, okay. This is this feels where's the microphone this feels like um a reese's peanut butter cup that's in a different shape uh like an egg or a christmas tree or something let's open it up uh because it has the cardboard wrapper uh easter wasn't that long ago i'm am i supposed i'm supposed to taste it right yeah that's the whole idea is you have to eat these candies that is a Reese's peanut butter cup egg. All right. Can I open my eyes now? I don't know. You should probably eat the rest of it. Let's see. <laughs> That's not going to work on Mike. <laughs> all right. Trust you, me, you, I will eat the rest of it. All right. Of you can open up. See if you got that one right. What do you got there? Uh, this is a Reese's egg. All right. I said that was an easy one, right? All right. Good. All right. So that's one. Hold on. Let me open my eyes. Set this aside. All right. For later. All right. You're, all right, it's going to get harder. Okay. All right. Um, all right, it's getting harder. This is number two. This is number two. So tell us what you're thinking, what you're feeling here. Okay, this, uh, there are sections. Uh, it's like a candy bar is bro- broken down into six sections. Uh, so I think I already know what it is based off of that. What, what do you think it is? This doesn't count. I'm just, just right. trying so I'm. Th- this screams to me that it's a symphony bar, but let me try a section. That's a symphony bar. That's your final answer? Yep. All right, open your eyes. Oh, Caramello. What the fuck's a Caramello? <laughs> it's not a symphony bar, bro. Hmm. Apparently, Caramello mm. is basically a symphony. You're at 50%, so you're still doing okay, but you're going to have to pull them out here. symphony... Uh, the sections aren't quite this big. Hmm. I need to set that down. My finger's all sticky now. Not in- <laughs> okay. All right. You know, uh, Cadbury chocolate made in England is made by Cadbury, but Cadbury chocolate made here is, uh, I believe, Hershey's. All right. Uh, this is number three, Justin. Number three. What do you got here? Tell us what you're thinking, what you're feeling. Um, this is a flat candy bar on the top but the bottom is very it feels rice uh i was going to say that it was a nestle crunch but because it is sectioned off crunch bars are not sectioned off it is one piece of chocolate that says crunch right on the front of it uh since these are sectioned off i have an idea of what it is let me take a taste Mm, that is not rice. That is peanuts. I believe that this is a Mr. Good bar. Final answer? Final answer. All right, open it up. What do you got there? There's a Hershey's Mr. Good bar. All right, we're two for three so far. I'm 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 definitely fat. I'm getting my <laughs> I know my candy bars. 
All right. We're going to go harder. Are you ready to go harder? Go hard. All right. So this is our next one. Justin is going to try to figure out what this is. All right, Justin, describe to us what you're looking at. No, 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 not what you're looking at. What you're feeling. I am feeling it is in like a uh, Reese's egg-like cardboard um, tube. It is individual pieces. You told me that this is uh, king size, so I feel like I already have a feeling that this is a 100 grand bar. But let me open it up to give you my actual answer once I taste it. This is not a 100 grand bar because these are not uh, anything like that once I actually feel it. Let me take a taste. I'm tasting, I'm eating on mic and it probably doesn't sound great. <laughs> I'm tasting caramel, mm-hmm. peanut butter, pretzel, chocolate. I don't remember what the other thing is, but this is a take five bar. Let's see. Let's open them up. That's impressive. I thought that was going to be the hard five. one to get. Yep. All right. Why don't you finish that bite for us and then we'll. Um. Um. All right. So where are so we at now? You've only missed four. one. Technically, I've already won. But you have, but we better I'm finish gonna go, this game. I'm going to go for five or six. All right. All right. Fucking caramello. Next one. Okay. This is another. It's another king size. Um, it feels like one big log. It feels like <laughs> one big log. Yeah, it feels like it might be a hundred grand bar, but I know that their king size are split into two pieces. You know a lot about this stuff, bro. Dude, like I, you're. <laughs> I'm in your you're wheelhouse with the master here. <laughs> I don't know that I have ever encountered this before. <laughs> so let me take a taste. Let's see. Oh, he's losing his virginity to whatever he's eating right now. I I wish I would have planned this more. I would have just like handed you a carrot and he'd been like, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> okay, so we have peanuts. We have a hard caramel. It's not like a gooey caramel. Um, It's very peanutty. Kind of like a payday, but a payday doesn't have chocolate. Let's um, take another bite. There you go. He's going for bite two. Oh, oh, oh! It's getting sloppy now. He's he's holding his head up to the to the side. It's really get it down. That just mowing it down. Tastes like there's actually peanut butter in there too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Um, is it good? It's good. Yeah, I don't. I don't know of a candy bar that has peanut butter, peanuts, caramel. It's wrapped around in chocolate. Um, I honestly have no guess because I I know a bunch of things that it's not, but I don't I don't know what it is. All right. Well, let's let's go ahead and open it up and take a look at what you got there. Reese's Nut Rages. It did taste like uh, Reese's peanut butter. Yeah. Which, by the way, the only peanut butter candy to eat is Reese's. Mm. Uh, I'm not a huge cup guy, but they have the best peanut butter in uh, candy form. Cool. All right, fine. One more? All right, I'm four for five, or three for five. Let's try to make it four for six. All right, last one. Last one. All right. 
So this again is one big solid bar. Uh, you you are pretty amazing in that like things that I wouldn't even considered. You're like knowing how what like how many pieces it comes mm -hmm. in and things. It's very impressive. Okay. Can I call can I call this without whoa op without opening it? You can call it, and then I still you still should probably confirm. I it. will. Yes. I'm pretty sure this is a whatchamacallit in my hand right now. Why? Would because whatchamacallits are more, uh, they are definitely uh, flat. They're more uh, rectangular. They're not like, you know, a Snickers bar is like a big rectangle, but it's curvier. A whatchamacallit is very uh, um, what? Yeah, it's got sharper edges. Uh so if I taste wafers and and uh, caramel and stuff, then taking a bite of it. This is a whatchamacallit. How did you do that without even opening? Like, that was incredible. I'm so impressed right now. You are the master. I. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. That was genius. Here's a bag you can take all those home with you and eat them oh, in the car. You. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So. I'm really both proud and sad <laughs> at the same time. I'm amazed. I really. <laughs> I feel like I need to go deeper with the candy now, man. Like. C and D tier, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> good for you. Thanks. Cool. Cool. All right. So uh, next week, you ready next to week? find these? Yeah. Out? Um, Brian Cox it up. First movie doesn't have Brian Cox. First movie. Uh, this is a movie that Netflix keeps wanting me to watch, but I never did. You'll believe it when you see it. Troll Hunter. Absolutely phenomenal. Utter exciting, utterly excited in every way by that dude in that wheelchair. Uh, on the, uh, yeah, the front <clears throat> is a giant, it's just like legs of a giant, uh, presumably troll and a uh, truck going down the road. And I feel like that truck is about to have a bad time because it is encountered a troll. I'm burping from the candy bars <laughs> off mic. Uh, yeah, on the back. <coughs> a piece of whatchamacallit in the back of my throat. I love that I even gave you two waters because I knew we were going to do this. And throughout the entire episode and six candy bars, you've drank one drink. Like you didn't even, I thought there would be like cleansing of the palate in between those candy bars and stuff. And you didn't even do it. I don't need to cleanse my palate. You're just going to like. sugar. You're I know my sugars. <laughs> you're, uh, you're like uh, the Solonier of chocolate. Yeah. Like you're like, ooh, this, uh, a monarch butterfly landed on this piece of cocoa. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, caramel is a, is a British candy. I didn't know that uh, we had those here. Hmm. Did you get that from like the foreign candy aisle? No. Okay. Uh, okay, so, Troll Hunter. Uh, on the back, it very much shows that this troll is not quite that big, because, as predicted, that truck did not have a good time, and the troll is standing next to it, and it is not as huge as it is on, the, on there. Uh, I'm guessing that this is going to be kind of like, maybe like a, a kind of a Bigfoot-type movie, except they okay. call Bigfoot a troll. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I've heard good things, uh... What have you heard? Good it's things. good. I don't, yeah. All right. Just general positivity. I know nothing specific. Cool. Uh, second movie. You're the only. And person. your reward. 
you're, you're the only person I have in like my monkey sphere that watches a lot of this stuff. So, uh, Emil Hirsch, the aforementioned Brian Cox. Everybody has a secret. Everybody is two words. The Autopsy of Jane Doe by IFC Midnight. This is the production company there. Uh, it's just a, uh, a woman with milky eyes on a slab. Uh, and on the back, it's just... <laughs> it's Brian Cox, who is some sort of medical examiner or a doctor or something, probably. And just her body more. So, see it but not alone, says Stephen King. I have no fucking clue what this would be. Perfect. Give me your elevator pitch. I set you down. You're here. Justin, I'm going to hire you to write this to direct this movie. We got a poster. It's this lady laying on a slab. The movie's called Autopsy of Jane Doe. Pitch me. Okay, so first of all, we got to hire like a really hot actress, right? Because, you know, you know what they say, live fast and leave a beautiful corpse. Well, I don't know if you've seen many beautiful corpses. This is going to be a gorgeous fucking corpse, right? So she's there. We start up the movie. Boom. That's her naked on the slab. That's why, you know, we got to cast a gorgeous gal. She's there naked on the slab. And you're just like, what happened? Well, we don't know, but there's some there's something not right, right? So the, the you know they do all the things and they go about their day, and then all of a sudden they hear this banging on uh, coming from the morgue, and the guy's like, well, "What's going on?" He opens up the thing, and she attacks him, and boom, there's our movie. It's this lady, and she's beautiful, but she's dead, and she's pissed. I don't know. I feel like I had a character there, and it had an accent <laughs> that kept slipping in and out. I, I just think he see might it. have been from Joyzy. <laughs> you needed a cigar, for sure. Yeah. You definitely needed a cigar. Yeah. Very good. All right, so next week, Troll Hunter and Autopsy of Jane Doe. Justin, what else you got for us? My secret is I'm always hungry.